That's good. And then that's... I can just take the trolley in. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow, that's cool. The trolley. The tram. The trolley. <laughs> you know who would say that? Oh, fucking Hunter. <laughs> fucking Hunter. No, Hunter would be like, oh, I'm going to take the trolley. The trolley. <laughs> the trolley. I'm take the trolley. <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome back to Scene and Nerd. Uh, we're back. We're gone. Little, yeah. Um, you know, we had our Flash yeah. podcast a couple weeks back. Then we had a uh, Best Of. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. That was a lot of fun to listen to, kind of going back through all our old season one stuff and uh, hearing how ridiculous and uh, crazy we were. And But, hey, we all got to start somewhere, right? So um, let's kick things off, uh, introducing everyone. Well, reintroducing everyone back to you guys. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Pacing Pete. Uh, joined with me, as always, is... My co-host, Mr. Case Franco. Hi. And Mr. Amsazi. Hey, it's Matt. And joining us once again, uh, the very awesome lady from Assembly of Geeks, Miss Lauren Galloway. Hi, guys. We're live over the internet today. We are. We're doing some different stuff here at Scene and Nerd, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun though. And we're gonna have a blast and try to make it as fun as we usually do. Although I don't know if, if this when this episode comes out, will we have the new intro? I'm not sure. How do we no, it's just gonna just straight cut from nothing into Pete going, yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> well, I mean, if if it is that the new intro plays at the beginning of this show, I just want uh, Marvin Gaye's family to know if they're listening. Uh, please don't, don't sue. sue. Yeah, don't sue. <laughs> is I it less than five you, seconds? I, I can only beg you, don't sue me. <laughs> yes do not sue us please we, we appreciate that um okay so let's kick things off with um your favorite intro as always mr matt's redactions matt what do you got for us uh redactions this week um were last week because uh we didn't really mess up on the flash podcast or the sorry the um what's it called the uh the, the recap, the best of episode. Oh, um, oh yeah. I just have a quick redaction of a redaction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As in, it should have stayed in. Um, and it was the uh, the whole Doc situation and how he called um, Maleficent from uh, Snow White and stuff like that. Um, I read online somewhere that Maleficent is actually part of both universes. I'll put up really? a link later, but uh, unconfirmed. It could be a fanfic, but uh, yeah, I'll send. A, I'll send. I'll put up a link later that we'll put in the description. I thought it was super interesting, so I'm like, oh, so we could have left it in the whole time because every everything's hashtag all connected. Oh my god! Well, that was the birth. That was the birth of redacted. So I mean, so if anything, we should never do redactions ever again. <laughs> You can redact the redaction segment. Oh. Now we're going to some Speed Force stuff, man. Just going back <laughs> in time and stuff. Yeah, you're going to have to have Barry Allen go back in time for you. Save yes, it for the show. Save uh, it for the show. Save it for the show. <laughs> uh, that was my only redaction. So uh, 
There you go. From here on henceforth, it's been redacted. All right. That's awesome. Thanks, Matt. Um, all right. So new movies coming out this week. Uh, just a couple of them. We got Get Hard. That's uh, sitting on the tomato meter at 30%. And that's with uh, Kevin uh, Hart and Will Ferrell. And then Home. That's uh, sitting at 42% on the tomato meter. So nothing too exciting coming out this week. There are so many movies uh, I saw coming out. I didn't get a chance to check those out. But there's actually quite a few of them. Uh, on Blu-ray this week, we got The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies. Into the Woods and Unbroken. So, um, yeah, that's what you can check out on uh, Blu-ray DVD this week. Um, all right, so let's just jump right into uh, Casey's Rundown. Holy shit, it's the Rundown Franco whatever. All right. The Rundown Franco? That's, is it the new name of it? Uh, yes. All right, so... <laughs> So keeping with, didn't we have a, in the best of, didn't we have a conversation about X-Files coming back or something yes, like that? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, so Fox has resurrected episode run. It's coming back. I'm super excited about this. I saw this actually, it was like two or three days ago, right? And um, Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, I saw, I know David Duchovny was tweeting out a little bit, like saying, I, I hope I still fit in my suit. Um, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, so it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see um, how, they, how they do this and if this is going to be the kind of thing where if it's well-received, if they're going to keep going with it or they might just like ship it to Netflix and, uh, and have it. What, what if they make it a musical? Would you be okay with that? Musical? Music? Yeah. X-Files? That would definitely be different. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Lauren, are you, are you a big fan of the X-Files? I watched the X-Files a lot growing up. And then somewhere around the time of, like, right around the first movie, I think I stopped watching. And then I didn't see the second movie. So I I remember being really into the whole big conspiracy where they found the terrain. And I think Scully was pregnant. And they were finally building out this really big arc. But for some reason, I don't know if I just, I just got busy. I don't really remember, but I never saw the end of the show. I never saw how they wrapped everything up. So I'm thinking about going back and kind of catching myself up on some of those episodes. I think it's really cool that it's coming back. I remember at Comic-Con, not last year, but the year before, TV Guide hosted this, what was it, a 10-year X-File reunion panel? And it was a packed out panel because so many people really loved and missed the show. And David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson were there and kind of hitting on each other and making everybody slightly uncomfortable and swoon at the same time for everybody who shipped them. Um, I think it'll be cool. I mean, everybody loves a revival and I like that it's only six episodes because they can tell a story really well instead of giving them 24 where they have to like fill it with a bunch of extra stuff. Cool. I think just as long as they keep that intro sequence the same, I don't think anyone's going to have a problem. Yeah, I, I, they should. They should keep it in like the uh, like. They should not have it in a widescreen format. Just keep it in the same like box format. Keep it full screen. Yeah, keep it in full screen. Just, it just the, lift it straight from like Netflix or whatever. <laughs> give it the Instagram treatment. All right, the old, old school filter. <laughs> uh, let's see. So moving on. Uh, have you guys been following the Jeremy Clarkson? 
controversy. Yeah, yeah. He said some remarks, something like that. And now he's like got canned by the BBC. Well, that the remarks, the remarks were a previous incident. The most recent, because Jeremy Clarkson's kind of a he's a big personality guy. He's yeah. been around for a while. Uh, this recent uh, thing that happened was that he punched one of the producers after a, a like a scuffle. A oh scuffle, yeah, that's right. One of the challenges. And then uh, the BBC just confirmed that they have dropped him and will not be renewing his contract. It's uh, it's, it's an end of an era. I'm a big fan of Clarkson. I like Top Gear a lot. I haven't watched it in most recent years, but um, uh, every time I tune into the show, it's always been really funny. And he's kind of like the driving force. He's hosted it since like the early '90s, I think, right? Or yeah, close like '89 or something. So yeah, he's he's a real staple, and you know, has a big fan following. But I mean. When does when does the BBC say enough is enough? And I guess it means getting <laughs> the producer getting punched. I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of it's becoming it's becoming a little bit cliche on our show, but maybe next maybe Netflix will pick them up and and give them their own show. Yeah, because his other co-hosts were like they refused to do any filming without him or something like that, right? Like yeah. for a little Did bit, they were they- saying that. The interview where they uh, they kind of like ambushed James May at his home. No, I did not see that. He has a very he has a very very stylish purple fedora on. A very highly. Of course he does. <laughs> He's the only person who can pull. Well, I mean, him and Joe are the only two pull people off purple, successful. I don't know a purple fedora on Joe. I don't know if I can see that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it's gonna be anyone, it's gonna be May. But um. Yeah, that's man. That's sad. It kind of it's an end of an era. They already have a replacement for him. I guess they have to move along for contracts and stuff. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, he punched a guy. He punched yeah. a producer. What, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's hard to recover from something like <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. I I love the guy, but dude, you can't be doing that. No, I just hope Not the show doesn't. I just hope the show doesn't become like the steaming pile of shit that the U.S. Top Gear is. I wanted so bad to be the U.S. Top Gear, just talk a lot about like just American muscle cars and how it's coming back, and then it's just super boring. <laughs> it's so boring. It's I'm sorry, it's, it's bad. No one, well, not everyone can have chemistry like us. Yeah. Um, if he was replaced by a celebrity, who would you guys want to host the show? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Oh. Good answer, Katie. Good answer. I was going to say uh, Idris Elba. <laughs> but Idris Elba doing an American accent. No, a British accent. <laughs> no. no. He's, his character as, uh, as Pentecost from Pacific Rim and all of his American stumbles over like pronunciation and stuff. All that included. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next up. Uh, who saw Super Troopers 1? I, of course, did, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, cool. So you guys are my friends still. Uh, and Super Troopers 2 uh, was an Indiegogo crowd-raising project. Mm-hmm. And it was just funded in just over 24 hours. It just met- over 24 hours. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. And, um, I mean, usually when it's a big studio, this probably would have been – the way it was re- received by fans and, and uh, how it, it grew to be this like cult following type thing, you know, like how movies, you know, they do that after a while. Um, I'm surprised it didn't go sooner, but like I said, with the studio, it would have been like a green light, I think, I think a long time ago. But um, being that they have to go the indie route, um, it's, it's, I guess it'll be cool to see. You know, I, 
I really enjoyed the first one. It's crazy, you know. It's 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 just kind of you know stupid comedy, but it, I thought it was kind of funny. And uh, uh, and I would imagine that the second one will be the same. Um, granted, the Broken Lizard guy haven't really have had much success as they did since Super Troopers. You know, they did Beer Fest, which did okay, and then I think they did another one. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a, I think it was a cross between like a horror and a comedy, and all I know is Bill Paxton was in it. So I don't know much more than that, but uh, as far as the sequel goes, um, you know, if they bring back the original cast, kind of do similar things they did in the first one, but maybe more updated and, and still funny, I, I think it could be good. We'll see. They'll just bring back the second Super Troopers. It'll be exactly the same, only it'll be in a cowboy hat, and it'll ask us to refer to it as Super Troopers just for uh, for continuity's sake, yeah. Yeah. You want to hear something funny about that announcement? I was seeing that announcement on Twitter all week, and I kept thinking it was Starship Troopers. (laughs) And I was like, didn't they already make a sequel to that movie? (laughs) It took me like three days to realize they were talking about Super Troopers, which is a very different movie than Starship Troopers. (laughs) Yeah, just a a little different. (laughs) So yeah, they, they raise... $2,850,000 in three days. Dang. That is awesome. So this is like, so I'm guessing the the studio has like, or like uh, whoever's going to make it has like their, their permission to use it, whatever. And like, they're good to go. Or is it just showing the studio that they have the money? So let us do it, please. Matt, you know by now how I get the news for my entertainment <laughs> segment. I have no idea. I'm hoping that there's more information on there. Maybe yes. <laughs> if you need more information, we'll put up some links in the bio or in the in the description. Okay, let's see. In an in an interview, uh, David Hasselhoff, uh, the famous actor uh, and hamburger eater, called <laughs> Sharknado Three the worst movie he had ever seen in his entire life. Uh, and in the, in the same breath confirmed that he will return for Sharknado 4. Wait, hold on. <laughs> so I just got over the fact that they made a second one. Are yes. you telling me there's a third one out? There's a third one. He said, it was, he said it was the worst thing. He, it was the worst movie he has ever seen and that he'll be back for number four. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's kind of the whole point of the, of, of the Sharknado series, though. Oh, yeah. Um, but I didn't even know there was a third one. I got to look this up. It's funny. <laughs> Whew. Man, that is good. All right. And then uh, lastly, the Emmys will not allow Orange is the New Black to compete as a drama. Uh Oh, no, they will not let it compete as a comedy. They're forcing it to compete as a drama in the Emmys. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting because it, it, it took a lot of awards in the comedy section, didn't it, when it was nominated? Mm-hmm. I want to say so. Yeah, when in the supporting in the- the supporting actress category, it won for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy. That's, that's interesting. I, I wish I could go back and find out who won Best Supporting Actress in Drama and see who you would take in that scenario. It's, like, such, it's such a bad choice for them to do that because that means it has to go up against shows like Game of Thrones yeah. and House of Cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the difficulty about television right now is there are so many good shows on and they all have to compete for awards. The cool thing is, though, they did say Jane the Virgin could go up for Best Comedy at the Emmys. 
which is cool because yeah. usually I don't think a CW show has ever been nominated for an Emmy, let alone win. Yeah, right. So that's yeah, it's that's that's really cool. But I agree with you, Lauren. All right, I got one last thing. Uh, have you guys seen any of the new House of Cards season? Not yet. Not yet. I watched the first three episodes. Well, when you do, you'll realize why my eyes are so bloodshot. And it looks as though I haven't slept in days. <laughs> it's because I haven't. And it's because you've been binge, watching it. <laughs> I just binge watched all of season card or uh, all season cards, of, eh? Season cards over the last couple houses. Oh yeah, <laughs> in Underwood, you trust? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you watch? Do you watch House of Cards, Lauren? Um, I have to be really honest. I tried to watch season one. Okay. And it was like pulling teeth. Like it felt so slow for me, which I didn't understand because there's a lot of hype about it. Everybody loves it when it goes up on Netflix. And so I was like trying, it was like trying to watch season one and I couldn't do it and I've never tried again. So that's rough. It seems like the seasons actually slowed down as you keep going to three is by far the slowest, but that's so weird. Why is it so slow? Um, that's just the style of the the show. I think, I mean, like we watch about politics, you know, it's always slow bureaucracy and stuff. (laughs) 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 Wait, wait, you mean, you mean our government isn't run like scandal? (laughs) God, you know, I hate to break the news to you, but it's really not. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. It should be. It makes things much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that's funny. well. That's gonna oh. do it. Uh, that's gonna do it for my entertainment. Oh shit, that didn't. Okay. <laughs> we heard it. Shut up, everyone. Shut up. Hold on. All right. Entertainment, whatever. It was the same exact sound as the first time. <laughs> no one needs to know. No we'll fix it in post. Yeah, well, I'll edit that out. All right. Thanks, Casey. All right. So uh, just a few uh, tidbits on the comic book movie uh, section here. Um, So I don't know if you guys knew it, but today they just released the official the first official pick of Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. I actually retweeted out on our Twitter. I saw Uh, that. It's It's so so funny. funny. My favorite caption has to be, you know, because, you know, Ryan Reynolds tweeted out uh, with great power comes great irresponsibility, you know. (laughs) Hashtag death pool, hashtag official suit. Although I thought one of the funny ones was on Facebook. Somebody put uh, eat your heart out, um, Burt Reynolds. I thought that was a little bit more fitting. I thought that was hilarious, actually. <laughs> um, but no, there's a shot of him uh, doing a nice little pose in front of a fireplace. It was really, really funny. Uh, it's definitely getting us all hyped up for Deadpool next year. That's going to be really good. Um, the other part was um, – oh, crap. I just lost it. Um I don't know if you guys saw it. It's a little bit of a spoiler, but The Flash released some images from uh, the season finale. I don't know if you guys saw it, but... Oh, I saw it and completely freaked out. There's a, have you guys seen it, Casey, Matt? I have not seen it, and I probably will steer clear of it because I want to be surprised. <laughs> oh, sorry, does I... that mean I can't say anything right now? All right, I'll take off my headphones. Uh, <laughs> just Casey or Pete just start waving when it's go. Okay. just hold up a sign that says spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so uh, let me just set this up. So yeah. there's, an Im- there's a picture of Barry, uh, Firestorm, and Oliver. Dressed not in arrow garb, but in League of Assassin, what it looks like League of Assassin garb. No, but Barry, 
Barry's in the hood? No, 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 no. Oliver. Oliver is in, in the hood, but not like his typical Arrow getup. Uh, it uh, looks like he's a League of Assassins member. See, I, the way you said that, I thought that they were all dressed up as the Arrow. I was like, shit, that happens so much already. There's like a million <laughs> people in hoods. A League but, of Arrows instead of Assassins. <laughs> they're standing in front of an unmasked reverse flash. Oh. I want to know who took this picture because it was not an outside shoot that a fan could just walk by. That was a picture taken on set by a member of the crew. And I'm wondering if that was leaked intentionally. Well, do you want to know who leaked it? Yeah. Grant Gustin. No. How he can't. He was in the picture. It says thanks to Grant Gustin for these. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. No, no. Okay. It was like a Grant Gustin news site. It was. They got That's the picture it. from like a spoiler site. It was. Which is probably uploaded anonymously. Hold on, Casey. Are you it still? Was Grant Gustin. <laughs> oh no, no I'm, I'm still here. Don't don't okay. worry. I'm okay. Just okay. Um, keep my head above this Wi-Fi water here. Okay. So, okay, Matt, you can listen to us now. <laughs> oh, I was listening the whole time. <laughs> I was the guy in the background going, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I I cannot wait. I saw that and I was like, what? Season finale? What? Man. Oh, my God. So so the season. So do you think so that, bo- that means both the season finale is going to be crossovers? Well, here's the thing. It's not confirmed that that picture was actually taken from the filming of the season finale because they're actually filming episode 22 right now, which, okay. Next week on Arrow has a villain called Deathbolt Mm -hmm. and he's a metahuman. So he's the first metahuman that's going to be on Arrow. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody knew that that character was going to be on Arrow, but they didn't know that that character was crossing over on the flash. And that actually, actor tweeted a picture yeah, uh, Saturday and said, hey, everybody, I'm going to be on The Flash episode 22, which is like this episode right before the season finale. Mm-hmm. And so I think that picture is from episode 22. So it's probably going to be a two part finale. OK, does that, that make sense? sense? No, that makes total sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy because you see Firestorm and he's got the the Matrix suit on. Mm-hmm. And then you see Barry and then you see Oliver in the League outfit. And they're all facing Reverse Flash. And it, it's totally Harrison Wells. Yeah. But I want to know who took that picture. Oh, man. Do you think they still have a job? I was just going to say he's probably fired. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope it was worth it to that person. Maybe I- it was on purpose. Maybe, maybe it was that, something. Well, maybe the Flash just did that smartphone thing that he does, where he sets at the timer, like runs back <laughs> ten feet real fast, runs back. It could be. It could be. So yeah, <laughs> that's like, gonna be I'm interesting. Gonna I'm gonna fight you, Doctor Wells. But first, I'm gonna take a selfie. So. <laughs> God. <laughs> and he starts. They all start fist pumping. Joe yeah. with his fedora on. Go get him, Barry. <laughs> uh, you know what? The show, is, edition. <laughs> the show is just kind of like one one EDM track away from being a from being a concert already. <laughs> All right, so uh, one more piece of news, and that was um, a little bit of what's uh, Amanda Waller's possible connection from Suicide Squad to Batman v Superman, and that was that uh, I guess she's going to have a trophy case, and you know showing 
uh, weapons that she's collected from these, you know, superheroes, supervillains, whatever. And one of them is going to be Aquaman's trident that you see in the picture that was released. So, um, I'm, you know, there's no real clear indication right now. Actually, as the timeline is Suicide Sky Squad and Batman v Superman, so that's going to be interesting. So, just something to keep in mind as we get closer and closer. Because we're still a year out from that, from Batman v Superman. I'll tell you exactly what that implication is, though. What is it? Aquaman's a little bitch. <laughs> oh, you know what, Casey? You know, okay. You don't, you don't even know, okay? How is Aquaman a good superhero? You don't even know, okay? He, like, commands fish. He can, like, jump really far because he's, like... He's grown up in a high, like, pressurized environment. He has all the superpowers of, like, a, like a talkative dolphin. No, he doesn't because... <laughs> he's just less rapey. <laughs> because he's the king of Atlantis. <laughs> and he's hella strong. And you don't even know, okay? All I know is if we were recording a studio right now, Matt would be trying to kill Casey. <laughs> You would, you would Matt see the tears Thomas. in my eyes of the ten year old in me, just like you don't even know. <laughs> I would be right, throwing right. my own trident through you, like remember from Anchorman, where <laughs> Steve Carell's character just has trident. I stabbed a guy with a trident. <laughs> stabbed a guy with a trident. You committed murder. You, you should probably lay low. See, I would like Aquaman more if he just pulled grenades out and started yelling at people. But he has a trident and just awesome blonde hair. And do you, right. do you guys watch? Do you guys watch Game of Thrones? Yes, I do watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, because you know Aquaman is Cal Drogo, and he's pretty badass. He's pretty this, badass. Come on, man. This is true. This that is, is true. All right. I'll All right. So uh, that's going to do hopes up. movie news for this week. Uh, we're going to jump into TV talk because I really want to get into TV talk this week because. Man, there was some good TV on this week, but we'll get to the bet. We'll get to our favorite show last. Right now, we're going to get to one of our uh, shows we've talked about a lot here, which is Agents of Shield. Now, it was uh, "Love in the Time of Hydra" is what it was called. Um, a lot of things going on this week. We had uh, the reveal of another Shield, and the fact that Bobby and um, I'm forgetting his name, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter uh, are. Uh, part of part of uh, the other team shield so um that's going to be really interesting to watch uh how this all goes down uh but let's jump into this episode um lauren what'd you think of uh uh what'd you think of the reveal of, of the second shield led by mr edward james almost i think it makes sense that in the fallout of winter soldier that all kinds of different leaders from shield are all trying a grab for power i think it i think it's very logical that colson and fury wouldn't be the only top level you know level eight level nine level 10 shield agents that would try to rebuild shield so it makes sense that there's another shield i just i don't like it i don't i don't like the fact that they don't trust colson and that they're trying to take him down um I understand why, because they think he got all obsessive about the alien stuff. But it's just, it's always hard for me on a show when I see people that I like fighting against each other. So I know it makes for good television. I just don't like it. Yeah. And actually just to throw something in there, this isn't coming till next week, but uh, 
just real quickly, I was on Assembly of Geeks this past week, and uh, Lauren was on as well, and we did a little like March Madness bracket, Marvel style, and one of the first round matchups was Bobby versus. Um, why am I forgetting names today? Agent May. <laughs> Agent May, thank you. And 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 now we get to actually see it. So, uh, what do you think of that, Lauren? <laughs> Well, it's so funny because Scott and I put the brackets together and we just put Mockingbird against Agent May because of kind of equal skill level Mm -hmm. just for fun. I had no idea that we would get an an on-screen fight scene like that next week. Yeah, that'll, that's going to be really interesting to see uh, how that goes and, and really fun to watch, too, because I know we, we all are pretty uh, torn on a lot of these, especially that one. Um, Matt, did you get to see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I did not. No, no. But uh, I'm sitting in the, in the discussion because, uh, man, like uh, I kind of just read like a little recap before we came on. And, um, man, if I knew that uh, – What's it called? Oh, I forgot his name now from Valstar Galactica, but I was going to quote his name. Uh, but yeah, he, if I knew if I knew he was going to be on the show, I would have watched it. Like just kind of just sped read a little bit of it. Um, I am I'm kind of with Lauren about this, where it's hard for me to watch um, all these characters that like no, you're supposed to be working together to fight Hydra. Why are we like doing inside warring? You know, I I don't like it, but you know, like like it is it is good television. That's why everyone's talking about it now. Very true. Um, what do you think, uh, Lauren? Is what do you think the deal is with Agent Thirty Three? Like, uh, I she tried to seduce Ward by turning into Sky. That uh, was crazy. Yeah. Do you think she has a um, a plan? Do you think she's just pretty much like Ward's all she's got? Um, what do you? That was really weird. What do you think about all that? It was totally creepy to see Chloe Bennett in that wig coming on to Ward. Um, and it was cool. She, you know, she got to show a different side of, of acting in that scene. Um, the whole Agent 33 storyline is really interesting because she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She had to go through all the betrayal of what happened with Hydra. And then she was tortured and made to comply by Daniel Whitehall. So her brain is like scrambled egg right now. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know who she's loyal to. She doesn't know who cares about her. Like, she has no identity. And I think that's what that whole... Um, just that that whole what's the word her whole arc throughout the episode was not being able to cope with her real face Mm -hmm. like she kept hiding behind different masks because you know like natasha romanoff said this in avengers do you know what it's like to have someone take you like take you out and like stuff something in Mm -hmm. like that's what happened to agent 33 so like she doesn't know who she is she's vulnerable um, she has like she doesn't really have her identity, and so I think it was just natural for her to try to seduce Ward because she she wants his protection and she she wants him to be like near her, and so she tried to turn that on. But mm-hmm. I like that Ward was like, "This isn't right. You're not Sky. You're just really messed up here. You know, let's talk about this instead of taking advantage of her because he could have." So. It's interesting that they wrote her character in. I think it's a way to keep Ward on the show 
because he's not a part of Colson's team anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they they're making Bakshi comply. So they're going to be like a rogue party, I think, throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, on now, uh, Casey, I want to ask you: um, with Ward uh, not, you know, not, he resisting uh, Agent Thirty Three, do you think that added maybe some more humanity to him? Like he he was he's seen as this, as this bad guy right now, bash, I mean, and by viewers. Well, I mean, there's there's a whole contingent of people that love Ward. I'm not canceling <laughs> them out, but just saying, do you think that maybe adds a little bit more likability to the fact that he was able to resist her, even though she looked like Sky? I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. It's like, I feel like the episode was largely like today's episode brought to you by like positive body imaging. And just, <laughs> even, even murderous women have feelings too and stuff like that. But like, it, you, they paint him as a, as like you're supposed to not like him, but he still does good things. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know right now. He's a, he's a bad guy who does the occasional good gesture. But he's still he's still a bad guy, and he still kills people. <laughs> now, now on top of that, Casey, do you agree that they should have that they took Sky away from the team and left her in the cabin? Like, do you think it was good to completely get her away because she 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 doesn't yet have control of her powers and she doesn't know how to really even though she says she's getting a handle on things, do you think she is or does she need some time to be away by herself and, and get herself regrouped? Uh. I feel like if there was anyone who could like help her with with controlling that, it would be the agents of Shield, right? <laughs> like sending her out into the woods isn't gonna help. She's like, she's still like figuring things out, and they're the quote unquote experts. So I I don't think that sending her away was necessarily a good idea, but uh, I I could see we're definitely keeping her around. Earthquakes earthquakes are bad. <laughs> like earthquakes aren't good, and and the 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 laboratory in the Agents of Shield uh, building really seems like a tense working environment. There's always voices being raised. True, true. Um, what what did you think of that, Lauren? Do you do you agree that uh, leaving uh, Sky in the cabin was safe? No, absolutely not. It was the worst possible choice for her. And I think this is what the showrunners are really trying to draw out. That S.H.I.E.L.D., just because S.H.I.E.L.D. has the world's safety in mind, doesn't mean they're always going to go about that safety in the right way. Which Project Insight and Winter Soldier is a really good example of that. We want to protect the world, so we're just going to target everybody. And so I think this is another example that that even though S.H.I.E.L.D wants to do the right thing for people on the gifted index at the end of the day they have no idea how to handle these people and so some of them ended up in mental institutions some of them ended up in prison and so like with sky they love her and they don't want to subject her to any kind of weird testing but they're also really afraid of her and so i think what sky is going through right now is so similar to what bruce banner went through after he um, injected himself with the Hulk serum because everyone's first response to him was that he was dangerous and that he needed to be taken down. And then he had to isolate himself in India completely off the grid 
so that, you know, he wouldn't cause harm to anybody. So hopefully Coulson chooses Sky over any fear that he has of her powers because leaving her out there by herself is like isolating somebody who's in pain is the worst thing you can do to somebody. So hopefully they fix that and they go rescue her. Maybe they like, they mandate a yoga class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of breathing exercises. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Well said, Lauren. Um, a- anyone find it? I, I thought the uh, scene where uh, Agent 33 and uh, Ward infiltrate Talbot's um, office was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, especially Agent 33, like being able to bust out any facial uh, mask you can. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, did you guys, uh, I'll start with you, Lauren, did you have anything else you liked about the show? Um, that's a good question. I like that, that Hunter was introduced as a loose cannon and now he almost gets to make the moral decisions Mm -hmm. because he's so pissed at Bobby and Mac for lying to him. And, you know, he spent the last, however long it's been since episode one, but he spent the last few months getting close to Coulson and building trust with Coulson. And then to watch Bobby, a woman that he loves completely discredit Coulson. I think Hunter is like WT. Like, this is why I'm a mercenary, because you guys have all these crazy problems. So it was cool to see him. It was cool to see him defend Coulson. Mm -hmm. And I like that that Agent May knew that Mac was lying to her right away. (laughs) Yeah, he definitely if that was a poker game, uh, she would have won because uh, he just like looked like he was lying. Like there was no like like sense that he was telling the truth at all. Like he, I mean, she just, you could tell she read him right away really quick. Yeah. Like his voice was kind of high pitched and she was like, so where's Hunter? Um, I think, I think it's interesting where they're going to take the rest of the season because it's shield against shield, which we kind of just went through in winter soldier, but with Hydra, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I like I like Hunter's character. I uh, I think he's too British. I can't fucking understand a word he says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if anyone else has that problem, but he's just like, blimey, it's a black and darker black. Uh, uh. I don't do a good British accent. <laughs> you don't sound like our Yeah, I don't know what accent that is. It's probably racist. Uh, <laughs> he just needs to open his mouth when he speaks. He just needs to open his mouth when he speaks. Because uh, I know British people. Not all British people talk like, mate, governor. Some shrimp on the bets, Australian. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah, Shield is uh, it's it's getting interesting with uh, all the Shield versus Shield uh, storyline stuff and. Uh, and seeing how they're dealing with Sky, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens next week, especially as we get ready for um, Agent May and Bobby uh, Bobby's uh, showdown next week. So that's going to be fun. Can I say right. one thing? One oh. more thing about the episode. When uh, when Hunter, uh, no, not Hunter, uh, Ward and Agent, what is it, thirty three? Yeah, we're in that diner at the beginning. I thought that there was going to be like a Pulp Fiction situation, <laughs> right? Like they were just going to stand and it happened. Like, it kind of played out that way. Yeah. They missed a really good opportunity where Nick Fury could have been in the diner. <laughs> so Quoting like, the Jeremiah scripture. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> 
Oh, that would have been good. That would have been good. Oh, man, that was a golden opportunity. Oh, yeah, on. right. Opportunity. <laughs> um, all right. So so moving on to uh, Arrow, uh, Suicidal Tendencies. That was the title of uh, this week's episode. And um, as you know, we all got invitations to Diggle and Lila's wedding, which ha- I, I, I didn't know how much of that was going to be part of the show. As it turned out, it was like two or three minutes of the show. I thought <laughs> like it was two yeah. seconds. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a bigger part of the show, the way they were promoting everything. But, um, but anyway, moving on from that, I, let me just start things off. I, I really thought it was hilarious when Felicity introduced Ray to uh, Diggle and he pulled him in and he, <laughs> he said, if anything, if you doing, if you hurt her, they'll never find your body or something. That like was that. the best. And I was like, yes, Diggle is so awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed also, but you can go back and watch it if it's on your DVR, but just Ray's face, just like, just, just excellent acting. Let's just say that. It was so funny. Just right on cue. Oh, Brandon Routh's so funny. Just his eyes get so big. He's like, uh, okay. Yeah. That was <laughs> just, just frozen. That was just so, that was so awesome. Um, and, and you know, and, and I thought it was kind of funny though. I'll just say this. Like I, you know, they had, they got Ray to, to you know, um, uh, be the minister at the wedding um because you know uh, that's a long story according to ray um but uh you know in the midst of all this happiness and everyone's having a good time and uh you know you had oliver i don't know maybe just me he looked very sad sad weepy, weepy me in the corner like kind of watching everybody oliver uh, oliver yeah. did how how could you tell that's just his, <laughs> that's his resting face man He's a mopey guy. That's what he does. He just looked like down. I'm like, come on, Oliver. Like, crack a smile, man. You're at a wedding. You stop. Maybe if you stop using arrows, Oliver, the Walmart brand arrows, people wouldn't be able to frame you so easily. I mean, think about it. Diggle uses guns. He's got a family and a wife now. I mean, just like the situation where like 10 other arrows bust in and start fighting him. Like if one of those guys had a gun, if one of those guys wasn't swinging a bow. (laughs) No, that's not Uh, how they do things, man. You obviously don't know the rules. (laughs) Uh, Lauren, what did you think of the whole wedding? I thought it was too short. Yeah, I agree. I thought it would have been really cool to see, well, a dance scene would have been really great at the reception. Well, there was kind of a little bit of dance talking. But then everyone went off. Yeah, it would have been nice to see a dance. Maybe like a Thea Roy dance, because Thea didn't have any lines in that episode. You saw like just the back of her head and that's it. (laughs) Like a nice dance with Thea and Roy. I thought that would have been sweet. And then maybe Felicity and Ray dancing, but then Oliver cutting in and having a little moment. Maybe Laurel and Oliver dancing. I thought that would have been nice. Just a couple minutes longer at the wedding. I thought I thought uh, I don't know maybe anyone else thought this, but I felt like Laurel was trying to steal the show with the dress she was wearing. I was like, "Whoa!" I know. I was, yeah, I was like, uh, "Okay, everyone knows Laurel's here." <laughs> well, first I was like, "Yo, Felicity showing up." I mean, we see you in a dress every week, but okay, lady yeah. in red. And then Laurel shows up. Just uh, <laughs> did you just come Laurel. from the beach? Like <laughs> <laughs> Laurel, I didn't hate you so much. <laughs> I compliment you on your dress. Even Oliver like showed some kind of a smile that wasn't mostly a grimace this week when he saw Laurel uh, sashay by in her dress. He's like, "Oh man, I wrecked things with that. Oh man, I wrecked things with that." <laughs> <laughs> 
so um, it'd be so great to watch scenes like that on mute and just have you guys do like the voices for it <laughs> that could be a new segment oh we should totally do that because we you don't have fail. enough oh man that's so good oh so all right so you know as much as we want to laugh and, and joke about it, a lot of this stuff you know this is the serious dc comic show so moving on uh the reason that this thing lasts about two seconds is because they get they, uh, the alert on the phone that the arrow is killing people again. As we all know, the last episode, it was Ross taking out criminals and saying, let them know the arrow. Well, he didn't say that, but basically let them know what you saw here. Uh, you know, translation, tell everyone the arrow is killing people again. So now um, we fast forward and um, everyone is suddenly in the arrow cave. And everyone that was at the wedding, Roy, uh, Ray and um, Laurel, Laurel, by the way, Laurel gets dressed really fast because everyone else is wearing everything they were wearing at the wedding, whether it was Ray in the press conference or everyone watching on TV. Laurel went from her dress to completely into her like lawyers. Like, I think it was just a jacket. I think she just threw on a jacket. It, it, they never showed her below the waist. She was hiding behind the podium. You know, it was just like a tearaway dress. <laughs> but with more clothes underneath with somehow. With more clothes hidden underneath, exactly. <laughs> so not that I'm trying to knock on Laurel in the, in, right now, but I just thought, I just caught that. I was like, oh, that was quick. So <laughs> She's a professional, man. She's got to be. She's got to, you know, she's, she's that, a lady that's, that's as a well as, you know, DA. So. Yeah, I mean, she's she's shit when it comes to fighting. She might as well be good at changing. <laughs> I know. Did you see her cast? Oh, it wasn't really a cast. It was like a... I don't know, like a wrist thing. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, we have the press conference where um, you know Detective Lance is uh, pretty much ready to go take out Arrow. Uh, Ray's joined the fight uh, as Ray Palmer, not Adam yet, and he's saying that he's going to use all his resources to take down the Arrow. Um, what did you guys think of that? Did, did, even Felicity seemed shocked, uh, shocked about uh, the way that was being handled. Uh, Lauren, what did you what did you think of uh, how that all played out? Wait, say that again. Felicity was shocked about about Ray. How he like was like, okay, uh, we're gonna take down the arrow. Oh yeah, I love how she looks at Oliver and is like, I didn't know he was going to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, sorry, my boyfriend is about to try to come after you. Um, I really liked the whole way that episode played out because Oliver is right. Ray has no experience in the field whatsoever. So for him, the arrow is just another vigilante. And I love that, that Laurel gets to be the buffer in the, in the police department mm -hmm. that where any, when anyone tries to come accuse Oliver, that she can always step in and defend him. Um, I, it's so interesting because people I like in Starling City, people either love the arrow or they hate the arrow. You know, they think he's a vigilante still. And so I thought it was cool just how Ray wanted to take him out, but then they had that really great fight scene where they kinda had a heart to heart a little bit and then he at the end was on Oliver's side. Yeah. Um Casey, what did you think? Fast forwarding real quickly, what did you think of the Arrow uh, Adam showdown? Right. Um, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool where they're taking uh, Ray Palmer's character. 
Um, I, I like that everyone is like slowly getting offended that he's becoming a vigilante as well. They're like, you don't know what you're doing. You can't fight crime. Like, like that's our job. We get to fight crime outside of the law. Like, you can't do that too. And he's like slowly becoming like, yes, I can. I can hunt whoever I want. I can break laws to take down people breaking laws. <laughs> And, and true to form, he also he also gets mad at Oliver for killing people and immediately tries to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I will stop this killing with one killing. With one more kill. Uh, that's a good 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 point, Casey. I also liked I also like when uh when Felicity was trying to like was trying to like make Oliver's case to him, try to convince him not to go after him. She's like, Oliver's not a killer. He hasn't killed people in two years. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then like, Ray's just like, uh, is like <laughs> not the strongest argument there, uh, gal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. That was good. That was a good back and forth, actually. Um, uh, Matt, what did you, uh, what did you think of, um, Ray quickly realizing he was over in over his head. Um, he felt definitely invincible in that suit of his. He's like arrows. Like I was waiting for him to do like a Captain Cold laugh. Uh, if we can switch, oh, so, yeah, if we can switch the other show real quick. Uh, just give him a little, ah, ah, your silly arrows cannot hurt me. <laughs> and then like he threw like I don't know something to like cut off one of his main like wires or whatever. And he's like, oh, like he he literally just bent over and went, oh. It was actually his suit powering down, but it went, oh. So um, yeah, like I, I don't know. Um, I I like Ray's character a lot. I like um. I, I typically make fun of Oliver every week, but like I, at the end of the episode, especially that scene where like he helped him up, you know, they did the little bro, you know, hand in hand to like pick him up. Yeah. Um, said now she has to believe you or whatever. Uh, I was like, damn it, Oliver, I like you this week. Damn it, like why are you so <laughs> likable this week? <laughs> I felt I felt the same. <laughs> That's a good thing though, right? Yeah, no, no, it is good, and that means like because uh, I, I don't know, I've been kind of dragging my heels in this. Season season like you know they're they're kind of pulling me through the season kicking and screaming up until this point or a couple episodes back really and uh just really now it's really getting i'm really getting into the season um and uh yeah i like i like ray's character a lot i was like man he's so cool even roy i previously was like he built a super suit that's so cool you know and then, i like, mean Oliver, reckless <laughs> i mean reckless i'm like oh man and uh yeah poor roy also the past couple of episodes he hasn't really been doing much He's oh, like, Harold. Roy's like, I'll suit up. And then Oliver's like, no, I got to do this fight on my own. Oh, there's a 911 call. It's probably them. Roy, you better suit up and help me. And then he just gets shocked and that's it. And he just falls <laughs> over. They don't even show him getting back up. Like he, he could be dead and just Oliver doesn't care. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> having like the heart to heart and he's just like, burnt. he's seared in the he's, corner. Like, he's like collapsed. He's How crazy like was seizures. that? It was like it was like the emperor's electricity yeah. coming out of Adam's it's hand. Like force lightning. It was so cool. Yeah. Do um, you guys see what Mark Guggenheim said about leaving Roy on the ground? No. What did he say? Uh, on Tumblr, somebody was like, uh, "What happened to Roy? Why did you leave him there?" And Mark Guggenheim was like, "Yeah, we fucked that up." <laughs> <laughs> you should have said, "Who still cares about Roy?" Aw. <laughs> who is who is Roy? Who's on Team Roy? <laughs> yeah, Lord Mesa. The do you guys ever see his fan art for Arrow? 
on Real Twitter. Talks about him quite a bit. Lord Mesa is amazing, and he does really cute, kind of like childlike characters of the Arrow cast. And he just posted one of the Arrow putting Roy in like a shopping cart, and Roy's like, "I thought you forgot about me." And then oh. Oliver's like, "No, I just had to get this cart or something." It's really oh. cute. That's oh. so sad. That is, oh man. Horrible. I'll be honest, I did forget about you for a little while, but I'm back. <laughs> but I'm back. You're wearing got, red today, Casey, so I see that. I am. So. I, team team Arrowlit. Um, all right, so with all that going on, um, the parallel storyline was uh, the Suicide Squad was kind of back. Um, when Deadshot shows up in uh, in Lila and Diggle's limo. Um, now, I just, I, I just want to start things off real quick. For me, I thought... First of all, I really liked the episode of Arrow this week. I thought it was very. I thought it was a, better than what they've been doing in the last few weeks, uh, or before the, even the break. Um, and but the Suicide Squad to me, it seemed a little fillerish. Like they could have done something else, and I would have never cared. I guess if the Suicide Squad storyline, Suicide Squad storyline, was even in there. Um, I mean, it was interesting. Like, I actually didn't. I did enjoy it, though. I mean, um, Floyd's story, uh, a lot in storyline. It was, um, it was very interesting. Actually, uh, we got a little bit of humanity from him, whereas you know, before he's just pretty much been the villain. He was the guy that killed Diggle's brother. Um, so I, I actually kind of liked his character in this in this episode. Um, Lauren, what did you think of the whole Suicide Squad storyline? I actually really liked it. I know that the woman who wrote this episode, Keto Shimizu, that the Suicide Squad is one of her favorite storylines in the DC comics. And I, she actually wrote the Suicide Squad episode in season two. So it's cool that, that, that they get to bring in those characters, even if it's only one episode a season or two episodes a season. Um, I really like Deadshot. I like that they kind of humanized him and gave him a soft side. And I like the actor who plays Deadshot a lot. Um, I thought it was an interesting setup. I thought it was really cool how like they busted in and they went to save everybody. And the Senator was like, Oh crap, this isn't how this was supposed to go down. And like pulls the gun because that's when you're like, "Uh Oh, this isn't going exactly how they planned. No, I totally agree. Uh, Casey, what do you think? Uh, I, I really like that. I really like seeing the, the suicide squad. I thought there was more of them though. Is there only, is there only like two two people, or is Diggle part of the official team, or how does that there's, work? There's more of them. They just for some reason they only used uh, Deadshot and um, Cupid. What's that? And and Cupid. And Cupid. They only used yeah, them in this episode. Right. There there is there is more of them. There's a lot more of them, but a lot of people are speculating that since Warner Brothers has greenlit a Suicide Squad movie, they don't want to confuse that uh, they're right. trying to keep that separate. That's why there was no Harley Quinn. Um, yeah. And they, a lot of people think that's why they killed Deadshot off because he's going to be in the movie. Oh, right. See, yeah, I, a, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't feel like I bought his death. Um, yeah. I, and I say that because they never give you a clear, establishing shot of where he's he's at taking out everybody. Um, I saw I watched I watched that episode a couple times, and the scene and right before it explodes, he's looking at a picture of his family, you know, and the whole flashback thing, and he's remembering all that. To me, I thought maybe he's going after maybe like 
he sees what Diggle and Lila have and the fact that they can still be a part of the Suicide Squad and they can have a family and they have a kid and they can make it work. And a part of me thought, is he going to try and like try and get that going again? Like, cause you clearly, there's a lot of humanity came back to him in that episode. Um, but I didn't, I, like I said, I didn't see a clear establishing shot of where he was when the building blew up. Um, they're just looking at the building when it, the timer's going down. So they, it didn't even seem like they saw where he was. Um, so with that said, I didn't think that Deadshot was dead. I, let me know what you guys think. I mean, they they have kind of painted him as the kind of person who who's been through more. I guess I I definitely feel like they will bring him back. I'm definitely there with you on that. Uh, I don't really know. Like I, part of me, I'm like I'm kind of half and half now because like you know we all watch the or most some of us watch The Walking Dead. I don't know you guys still watch it, but uh, you know if you don't see them dead, they're probably not dead. Um, like if you don't see the body, but um, if they're walking. <laughs> well, it's they're dead. not. They're the undead. But uh, you know that's eye zombie. But anyway, <laughs> semantics. <laughs> semantics. But I I don't know like. I feel like if they did keep him alive, what reason would they have him, or what 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 reason do they have to bring him back? You uh, know? Suicide. I guess. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. I, I agree with you guys. I think he's still alive because he has that chip implanted in his head, so he can't ever leave the Suicide Squad. But if he fakes his death, I think you're right, KCMP. I think he oh, can go man. home. Yeah, maybe. I, I, there you go. I, no, that's what I totally. That's what I'm totally thinking. Um, I do like that today that the episode of like <laughs> the episode of Agents of Shield was brought to you by like positive it, body image. Episode of Arrow was brought to you by responsible parenting. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Casey. I like. I like, I like my superhero shows to have moral lessons. <laughs> Isn't that what it's all about, really? That is. It is. <laughs> uh, that real means, quickly, well, uh, that also means we need to talk about if there was like a message in the Flash <laughs> this oh, week. Oh, don't. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll get into that. Oh, is there? <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll, real quickly, I'll go around everybody. Uh, Lauren, what, anything else you really, really liked about this episode this week? I liked that they kind of wrapped up the whole Allicity, Raylicity situation. Yes. Because, I, I mean, I love at the very end of the fight scene between Oliver and Ray Palmer, Oliver picks up Ray and says, you know, I forget what the line is, but essentially, and Felicity deserves to have you, like, make good choices. And it was almost as if Oliver was saying, I trust you, Ray. You're obviously a good guy. You want to protect this city. You have feelings for Felicity. And I love what Ray said to her. I want a partner in my work and in my and in my superhero-ness and in my life. And that is something that Oliver could never give Felicity. And Felicity's like, I finally have what I want from a man and Ray is willing to give it to me. And Oliver's like, okay, you can go with Ray. I thought that was a great way to wrap up that kind of awkward love triangle. Yeah. Yeah, like kind of just going off what Lauren was saying, um, the beginning of the episode when, you know, Oliver, Ray, and Felicity, you know, when they all walk into the to the wedding. God, it was it was so awkward. I could barely even watch it. Uh, and, but then at the end, I was just like, you know, he's picking them up and he says, uh, she chose you. I like that line a lot. She chose you. So now trust in her, essentially. And um, 
yeah i i, I think like mo- like the season moving forward we, we kind of want to get rid of like all the extra stuff i mean you know people enjoy that but at the same time it's it's not the meat of the storyline for the season so moving forward everyone's kind of like on the same team now there's no like you know all the beef has been squashed made into sausages they're all gonna grill it up on the barbecue and move forward and try to take down uh, Ra's al Ghul. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited for what this episode sets up. Casey. Um, yeah, cool. Oliver gave, gave permission. Good, good for you, Oliver. Because <laughs> it's, it's permission for you to give. Yeah, it's, it's totally your authority to give. <laughs> you, you are allowed to date Felicity. Go ahead. I'll, so I'll say we all. <laughs> and, I'll, I'll um, try to I'll try to retract my sexiness so that you can get in. There. I'll try not to practice my sword fighting shirtless in front of your <laughs> your girlfriend. Yeah. No I'll more seven to... letters for you, Felicity. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just practicing my sword. Don't mind me. I was waiting for Felicity to say, do you really need to do that right now? I yeah, was but... <laughs> ready for her to say that. My shirt was weighing me down. <laughs> Oliver, I have a boyfriend now. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Let me put this, let me put this katana away put my shirt back on. <laughs> it's really hard to practice my sword play with these pants. <laughs> Don't mind me. Oh, uh, oh yeah. The one thing I wanted to add is um, about it. It was uh, the end of the show where um, you know everyone, you know, Ray Reyes finally you know realized that Arrow, uh, the killer, was a copycat, uh, and they're trying to convince uh, Detective. Uh, is it Lieutenant Lance? I'm getting some mixed up. Captain. 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 Thank you. Uh, and uh, the mayor that uh, Arrow is actually is, you know, he's not the bad guy here. Um, and then we get the attack from it's Maceo, right? Yeah, Maceo. Uh, and and the last image is him like possibly taking out Felicity, which uh, wow, that was like I was like what you know? And I just, yeah, had like, a pause for a second there because it just shows the arrow emblem, and then you hear the arrow leaving. So uh, that's going to be really interesting to see. Do you do you think the mayor's dead? You guys think? Um, the- well, she took an arrow to the heart. Was it as the heart though? Like I was like really watching that. I this, I don't want this to be like we're not, we were arguing over where Oliver got stabbed. Yeah, as we know, know, I'm not a good judge of where the heart is on the human body. <laughs> no, it but was I'm, on the left side. So yeah, I mean, so it is where the heart should be. And as much as Oliver would like to believe it, shooting people with arrows definitely kills people. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it was two years ago or not. It's still killing somebody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, just to jump in, I, I, think, I think the mayor, uh, I don't, I'm sorry. I think the mayor will be in critical condition in the next episode, but I'm not sure if she'll be like dead in the next episode. Yeah, I, I and I don't. I, I, I'm sure, like you know, the, there was a nice, the nice tease there. Maceo uh, targeting Felicity. Uh, they're not going to kill Felicity. No, we, we would all, we would all riot if that happened. Um, Much so. Yes. All right. So uh, moving on to our favorite show, The Flash. <laughs> Whoosh! Oh, we don't have like a sound effect there, do we? Um, that's arrows <laughs> now. I don't know. <laughs> we promised we'd get a soundboard in season two. Did not not happening. Not happening. All right. So rogue time. This was uh. So this was the follow up to last week where the 
you know, Barry running so fast, he went back in time and, you know, the changing the time continuum and, uh, uh, telling Wells, um, I might've screwed things up by going way too fast. And now I'm back in time and man, so many things going on. And another good episode. Let me just say that right off the bat. Um, Lauren, why don't you kick things off? Uh, what did you think of when Barry, uh, was, pretty much saying every single line that everyone said before and then wells called him to the side and talked to him and did you notice when wells was like uh there's not too much you might you could have messed up and like it seemed like barry didn't even like hear that because obviously that was more geared to him and not to everyone else around them that scene was so great because Wells was progressively getting more and more pissed at yeah. Barry. Yeah. He was like, Mr. Allen, I need to see you in my office. What the <laughs> heck did you do? <laughs> you know, because obviously it's happened to him before. Wells has obviously lived lived out like a repeat day. Uh, who knows how many he's lived. Maybe he's lived out a lot of repeat days and messed up a lot of stuff. And I love that Barry's like, eh, like, screw you, Dr. Wells. I'm going to go put Weather Wizard in the prison. I'll be right back. You know, I'm going to change everything that happened today. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Can I just... Can I say the time travel rules in the Flash are already weird for me? <laughs> they're already weird. Like there, there would be two berries, right? If he went back in time to a previous, like there'd be two berries in that time stream, and also everyone else in the time stream he had just left now has to deal with this tsunami and no Flash. Everyone he knew is dead, <laughs> and now these are just different. These are just di- alter alter timeline versions of the people he once knew. Everyone he knew now is, they're dead. They're gone. I don't know if you guys watch Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty did something yeah. similar. I was going to say I was going to jump in and mention that, Casey, because, uh, yeah, you got me on that show. Um, Take it away. Take it away. I, I feel like they're treating time as a line instead of a series of multiple, uh, what's it called, um, realities, at least for right now. Because, as you guys all saw, when Amy dropped the bomb on one of the writers, he was like, uh, what? <laughs> Multiple what now? I don't even know what that is. Uh, shout out to Amy. Uh, couldn't be on the show. Too bad. Uh, she can talk about that. But anyway, um, yeah, like, I, I feel like right now they're treating it as a line. So I, I, it makes it a little bit easier. I guess it'd be like, oh, you just went back in time. Now you can change all of his stuff. It makes it a little easier for the audience to follow instead yeah. of having to worry about multiple like universes being created. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, my biggest concern was, you know, right away, Harrison Wells sits him down. He's like, this is exactly what's happening. I don't have any questions about it. I'm not saying it might be this. I'm saying it is this. And Barry's like, oh, yeah, he would just know, even though everyone a couple episodes ago were like, how does time travel even work? And what then, is time even? What is time even? And then even Harrison Wells was like, I, I'd, uh, I've, in <laughs> I theory, know. it's this. And then right now when, you know, Barry actually does it, he sits him down and tells him all this. And Barry doesn't, like, blink an eye until, you know, the very end of the episode, I guess. But for different reasons now. Yeah. He's, he's thinking Harrison Wells has something up his sleeves. So yeah. I thought that was just a little... Uh, odd that uh, Barry was just so believing like oh yeah he wouldn't know exactly how this works he doesn't want to raise an eyebrow to that at all yeah. and I, I, mean, I did think it was so- funny he went Doc Brown he was like don't tell me anything yeah <laughs> yeah right well I mean silver lining in all this uh, Cisco's not dead yes absolutely yes Woo! And we'll, we'll, we'll get to that conversation in a little bit so don't okay. nobody talk about the Wells 
Cisco don't tell uh, me. station yet. We'll get to that. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't, um, don't tell me. But quickly, uh, Casey, what do you think of uh, Cisco's douchey brother? <laughs> he was definitely a douche. He was. He was definitely a douche. He was uh, like what, a concert a concert pianist. Oh god. Concert pianist. When he told yeah. Cleveland, "I'd practice for you morning, noon, and night," I was like, "Oh God!" What is, what is Cisco? What does Cisco's parents want from him? Exactly. <laughs> He's only a theoretical physicist. It's just, he doesn't play the piano. I mean, it's nothing special. Yeah, I, I just think that was funny. Um, you know, they they clearly, uh, you know, they look more upon. Uh, you're performing arts rather than the sciences, which is what I what? got from that. <laughs> Silly science. What has that ever done for us? Except make pianos. I know. Oh, the brother was just like, oh, you couldn't find a job, so you work at Star Labs, huh? I was like, what? <laughs> I'm kicking really back good. at home playing piano for my for our parents. What up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um oh, man. Matt, Matt, what did you what did you think of uh what did you think of the brother? Um, he, he's total douchebag. Um, <laughs> even just hitting on Kalen and like, sure. Cisco said, I was my friend, but you know, like when you bring someone to a family party for the first time and you introduce them as your friend, like, uh, you have to really make sure they mean your friend mm-hmm. or cause you know, all the aunts and uncles would be like, Oh, wink, wink friend sure this pretty lady no uh and then he just straight up just hits on her right there i thought that was like wow way way to go bro but uh you know kind of redeemed himself at the end like how normal douchebags on tv go (laughs) but uh you know took a lot of balls to rip off a leg and try to hit a guy with a heat gun Mm -hmm. and and taking shots (laughs) you know with with the table leg um, so, talking about fire, you know, so, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so getting to that part, uh, we had the return of Captain Cold and Heat Wave. <sighs> yes. And little sister, and, Golden Glider, which was. Yes. Really- and his um, hot sister. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, what did you think of uh, the return of uh, the probably the funniest duo on television? <laughs> Those guys are such interesting characters. I feel like they're given sometimes a little bit of cheesy dialogue sometimes little um (laughs) like i I would love to hear heat wave actually talk about like something that's important to him (laughs) like you know (laughs) he's always just like oh i'm a pyro um (laughs) i i really like the actors who play those roles so i'm looking forward to seeing them in their own spinoff show because Mm -hmm. i i want more of these guys um I talked about this on the Flash podcast. I was actually a little disappointed in the Golden Glider character, but I think that it'll be cool to see her back on future episodes. It would be cool, huh? (laughs) No, it would be hot. (laughs) Oh, really? I'm trying to think of a gold joke. (laughs) Yeah, I think she had this kind of Poison Ivy-esque uh, seductionness to her, like the way she talked and acted, kind of reminded me of Poison Ivy a little bit. Um, and maybe really- that was just her trying to get a niche as to like, or her niche for the Golden Glider character. Yeah. Um, but I did really- think they're, they're her back and forth. Like some of the lines were, I mean, they're obviously going to be cheesy when you have Captain Cold and Heatwave on it. But I, I thought there was a, and I heard this in the, this is one of the promos when they're they go to the casino and they start shooting up the place. 
and they, her and Captain Cold both get behind one of the tables or something to block themselves. And she's like, this is so sick. And he goes, well, you wanted us to spend more time together. And I was just like, oh, God, <laughs> That's the this best. is amazing. <laughs> I just loved that line. I thought, I just, I thought that back and forth was just hilarious. Um, so, uh, I have a, I have a question. Okay. Why are they, why are they trying to rob uh, a casino when they have a gun that literally turns shit into gold? <laughs> because it's been the most raised question on Twitter since the episode aired. <laughs> because guys, if you're not familiar with, uh, oh crap, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, it's not about having money. It's about taking money. Right. <laughs> Yes, All that's right. the correct answer. I mean, they could give people gold and then just take it back. <laughs> maybe that's just, maybe I should become a supervillain and show them how to do it. Guys, it's so easy. It's bang, so- bang, bang. Here you go. <laughs> There's 10 bucks. Give me that 10 bucks. <laughs> so, um, so just before that, you know, we had Barry and Cisco at the bar, you know, kicking it. Uh, and and that's when we first see uh, Golden Glider in a wig and, and try to come up and seduce Cisco. Um, now I don't know to you guys like I didn't see I I don't remember seeing the actress Peyton List before this, so I really thought that was a girl trying to hit on Cisco. And my immediate thought was, holy crap, the universe is totally paying Cisco back for almost dying in the last yep. episode. Yes, so exactly. That's what my thinking was it wasn't like this was. I thought okay, that was my main thought, but my first one was. Is is this a fa is it like a prank or something? But I totally thought it was like paying him back for Harrison killing him in in that um in the last episode. Um what did everyone else think of that? I'll kick things off with Casey. Okay. Uh well I mean sticking with this like moral this moral in every show this week. <laughs> the Flash's moral was as as I'm paraphrasing Harrison Wells, uh, don't make time angry. You won't like time when it's angry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the timeline will find a way to get you back. You shithead. Uh, Lord. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the question. We were talking about how, uh, uh, Golden Glider, uh, well, well, it wasn't much of a question. It was just more of like talking about how, um, you know, I, I was just saying how I thought that the universe was paying Cisco back uh, oh. in the bar. And but that, like I said, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that was the actress, Peyton List, that was uh, in that scene. Oh, oh, that she had the wig on and that yeah. she was trying to seduce him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's an interesting question about if something bad is supposed to happen in one timeline and you change the timeline, is that person still marked for something bad to happen? And it's kind of a pushing daisies question. If you bring somebody back to life, then somebody else has to die. That kind of esoteric kind of universe question um i think i I think the best way the best way to talk about that is that you know people learn the most during hardship and trials and so you can't just keep resetting your day so that nothing bad ever happens to you because then you'll never learn and you'll never grow. For instance, Iris was only able to tell Barry how she really felt about him 
be because of what happened to her dad because he was kidnapped because she was put in this really stressful situation it's like it's like trials especially in like hero shows they're like pressure cookers and they force what's on the inside of a person to come out so it's easy to say oh i have the superpower i can just reset the day and just save everybody but if a hero is never put in situations that really test or try him like his true self is never revealed so at some point barry is going to have to learn you can't just try to save everybody otherwise like there's no there's no growth in in a hero's journey so i think that's a bigger question about whether or not he should try to save his mom because Mm. just because he saves her doesn't mean something bad won't happen to her in the future yeah, actually, I wrote the line down that Harrison tells Barry when he does mention that. He said, how many more people have to die for your mom, mother to live? And I was like, whoa. that." I, I mean, that's a big question. Like, whose maybe, life is more important? Maybe Harrison Wells has ulteri- or t- ulterior motives. I just found out it's not ulterior motives. It's ulterior motives. Oh, so, you will, yeah. So ulterior motives. Harrison Wells is a dick. That's what I should say. <laughs> well, I think Harrison, Harrison has. Dies. I think Harrison learned that lesson because he tried to go back to save his wife, and then something bad happened. But see, what I want to know is if Aobard Thon is from like four hundred years in the future, how was his wife back in the nineties? Hmm. Time streams. Like Time how did she angry. get back there so that she could die? I don't I don't really get that. Speedster as well. I don't know. Oh. Hmm. She Men- is uh oh dang, she is Girl Flash. What uh, what was her name? Girl Flash. I don't know. Is there this is probably a girl version of Flash somewhere, right? <laughs> Andy his head right now if he's listening. Um All right, so uh Oh, I wanted to say so. Oh, so real quickly to get just to get away from that real quick. What do you think of Eddie? Uh, obviously, this was this was now now we're in a different you know uh, time stream. Barry went and shed all his feelings to Iris, and like Lauren said, like the reason she said the way what she did to what she said to Barry was because of what happened to Joe. Um, obviously, none of that happened, so none of those feelings were conjured up. And then we have Eddie. Uh, Knocking Barry a good one, a, a, a good punch. Uh, Matt, what'd you think of that? I thought it was the best thing ever <laughs> because, <laughs> because like earlier, uh, <laughs> because earlier Iris was like, stop making me the bad guy in this. It's just no, you know, just uh-huh. keep saying no. And then uh, presumably, or obviously she tells Eddie and then Eddie's like, has to, has to be the one that hits the dog with the newspaper. No. And this happens to be a punch right to the face. Stop and I was, stop, stop it, Barry. No, stop. You know, and he's what if he like he like punches him and then like rubs his nose? <laughs> <laughs> terrible. But you know, um, that that aside, I love at the very end where Eddie's like, "Oh, dude, I'm so yeah. sorry. I punched a sick person," and just backtracking as fast as he can. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I was like, you know, Eddie's been too cool for a while. They need to give him that little oomph, you know, to keep the whole Iris Barry train going. Yeah. So that's why um, uh, they had him punch him in the face, which I thought was awesome. And it's it's funny because like you know he's he's been like stuck with like thousands 
thousands of needles before, but he still needs an ice pack for getting punched in the face. <laughs> I thought that was interesting, but um, you know, for continuity's sake, I I right. get it, writers. It's fine. It's not yeah. a com- it's not a complaint. I'm just glad he's not generic white guy boyfriend anymore. He, he's yeah. showing a little bit of feeling. He's yeah. like, my bad, man. Like he, he comes up, he just gives him a straight up hug. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I loved that, his smile. He was like, oh, Barry, I'm so sorry. You have lightning sickness. <laughs> lightning sickness. And like, what? for as clever as Caitlin is, she couldn't think of anything besides <laughs> lightning sickness. How do they not know that that's bullshit? Like, <laughs> like come on. Well, he gets away with it because he actually was struck by lightning. So I think that's why we, I think that's why we give it to him. But Caitlin did save the day on that one. I was like, wow, Caitlin with the save. That was good. Um, But yeah, Eddie looked so genuine when he walked up to him. He was just like, I'm really sorry, buddy. I, I don't ever hit people. I never hit people. I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah, the actor who plays Eddie, Rick Cosnett, he has such a genuineness about his smile. And so it's hard to think that he could potentially become a villain later on. Did you get a chance to interview him at Paley Fest? Um, no, I don't know if Amy got to or not. I don't think she did because the Flash, no, Arrow was first. I think she missed Rick and she missed um, the actor who plays Iris's dad. Okay. Oh, um, I. Idris Elvin. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a complete blank. Jesse Martin. Jesse, Jesse Martin. Martin. Yeah. Joe Fedora. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse the Fedora Martin. Oh. What did you guys think of the end where Wells kills Iris's boss? Yeah, that's. I was in. He's a, always a, killing people. Oh man, he's just like he does not care. Like he's oh, no, taking everybody out that could potentially uh, uh, take him out. And, and again, right. And then we also have you know another effect of this uh, new timeline. Um, so the the boss is dead. Uh, and what did you guys, I'm going to start, uh, Casey, what did you think of, um, I mean, Wells just kills anybody now. I mean, obviously we need to be yeah. killed, but now it's just getting, before it would be like, you know, it would be to protect Barry. Now he's just killing to protect himself. Um, what did you think of that? I think that, uh, he's just covering his tracks, but, uh, he's, he's super hypocritical and he's just straight up lying to Barry. He's like, Barry, what have you done? You can't talk to people that might cause catastrophe. Now, hold on one second while I go and murder this guy. (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't have any impact on the time stream whatsoever. He was just like wiping his hands off from the blood. (laughs) Like, yeah, just, you know, you can't do that anymore. (laughs) throws it behind him Barry you gotta stop talking to people (laughs) disrupting the time continuum so creepy so creepy Tom what's up with that like vibro like heart fist punch he does that a lot that's like heart punch is is Wells go to that's like Mortal Kombat finishing move style. That's, yeah, it is. It's a, well, it's okay. a lot like when when people rip hearts out in Once Upon a Time as well. That's, That's more like like Kalima, like Indiana Jones, like <laughs> pop. <laughs> yeah. This is talking about he's vibrating between like molecules here and atoms. Apparently, in the comics, the Flash people with the Flash powers can phase through walls. 
mm-hmm. because your body is moving so fast, you can move through all the molecules. But obviously, Barry hasn't learned how to do that yet. And Wells is mm-hmm. using it for very nefarious purposes. I, I think they missed a golden opportunity to have a scene where Wells was, was you know, uh, leaving in his wheelchair uh, and right behind him was a shot of Indiana Jones uh, in the Temple of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would have been per- perfectly planned. That would have been amazing. Um, so let's just, yeah. let's end on, I'm, I'm going to say it, it was probably the best scene in the episode. And that's when Cisco's, you know, he Cisco's decides to quit and Harrison brings him into the room where they caught the reverse flash. Mm-hmm. And we see almost the exact exact same conversation, but in a completely different context. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could say it was the reverse of the scene from last oh. week. Oh, <laughs> oh. <Dang>. nailed it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was just, oh, that was just because the way like Harrison de- or, or um, Tom Cavanaugh delivered those lines, it was just so good. Like, I'm like, oh my God, Tom Cavanaugh, like you're my new favorite now. Like you, you're just awesome. Because when he says to him, you know, in many ways you, you show me what it's like to have a son, it was just completely different. And instead of you like knowing like Cisco was going to die, you're like, oh, like all the feels like it just was so good. I don't know. Matt, what'd you think? I uh, I didn't shed a tear, but it was definitely some of the best acting this season so far. I thought it was really cool. What's What's funny is that they use exactly the same words. You know, he said, "In a lot of ways, you're like my son." And then he kills him last week, and this week he's like, "In a lot of ways, you make me feel like I have a son." And then like I was waiting for him to stand up and hug him, and then <laughs> him go wait, and then kill him. <laughs> But um, what, but what, no, he's too smart. <laughs> so he didn't he do just that. Like, he forgot that he's not allowed to stand, and he's just like, "Come on, bring it in!" And he stands up and hugs him. And Cisco's like, "Wait!" And Harold <laughs> Wells is like, "Well, shit!" And then he, <laughs> I have to kill you now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was I was thinking. But you know, this isn't us being Harrison Wells. This is Harrison Wells, super genius, the man with the plan. But um, I and I wonder if he if uh, if he knew. Uh, that he was going to kill like if the thought of killing cisco was before that point you know where it kind of branched off where barry starts like changing the course of events so i wonder if harrison was kind of knew like if he was going to kill cisco or not so um maybe maybe he's still planning on it hopefully not if he understands multiverse theory then yeah he'd he'd know that (laughs) oh in another alternate (laughs) timeline i'm killing cisco right now super dead yeah (laughs) alternatively Um, in another alternate timeline i'm a ballerina dancer It's like when Sheldon says in the multiverse, he in none of them does he dance. Yeah, <laughs> nice. not one of them do I dance. Uh, That's that scene really freaked me out because. I just <laughs> Go never ahead. Mind. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Never mind. I was gonna make a bad joke about the Big Bang Theory. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> That scene really freaked me out because, you know, we've made it through almost the entire episode and Cisco is still alive. And so, of course, my heart was happy and excited that, you know, he wasn't dead. And then Wells takes him in that room. And I was like, oh, God, oh, God, please, (laughs) please do not let this happen again. And then it was cool how it was kind of the opposite of the scene and how he told him that he felt like he was his son. And I think the only reason Wells killed him in episode 50 was because he figured out his secret Mm -hmm. and that's like that's the only reason wells see like if wells had a moral compass it's don't kill anyone unless 
they know my secret or Barry's secret. And uh, so Cisco figured it out. The interesting thing is, is that Heatwave now knows Barry's secret and Wells didn't, or not Heatwave, Captain Cold. And Captain, and Wells didn't kill Captain Cold. But anyone else who knows the secret, Wells has killed in the past. Yeah, that is interesting. Think about that. Maybe it's part of the master plan. Hashtag it's all connected. Hashtag master plan. A reverse flash. Um, Wait a minute. Doesn't that mean that past Wells also knows the secret? Wells should go back in time and kill Wells. (laughs) That's the only way. (laughs) Dueling (laughs) viral punch. Oh, so, do you guys um, think there are two reverse slashes running around, or do you think there's just one? I'm open-minded, so I definitely think I there's, there could be a second reverse flash. I don't want to be wrong, so I'll say either way. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I think there's only one. If anything, they, uh, they, they showed that you know somehow a speedster has the ability to, uh, you know, show two of themselves, you know, like in the previous episode. Yeah. Where well, um, uh, Harrison does his best Andy impression and say, "There's two of them." So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's, if they, if they're staying consistent, since Barry goes back in time, and there's no, there's no two Barrys, there's only one mm-hmm. Barry. Uh, I guess the rule in this universe is when you go back in time, you delete your former self and you just take that place. Yeah, you I, like I slip into that. that body. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You like merge with yourself in that timeline. Yeah. And not in a cool like firestorm way, just in a very immediate way. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys are right. Because if you think about it, when he came back in time, he was repeating something he did. It wasn't like, you know, like back to the future where he just ended up somewhere in another place. Therefore, he couldn't merge with his previous self. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm I'm glad that we have face cam because I can see <laughs> I can see your your the wheels turning on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! All right, so um, and of course uh, I know I said we we're gonna end on that, but you know then we see at the end of the episode, uh, Barry realizes that uh, Harrison Wells might actually be the bad guy. So mm-hmm. um, they did a really nice job of of teasing us with that and. Uh, I guess that just means only one thing. Shit's going to get real in this last month of the season. So Super real. Super real. So I can't wait. Um, Can so we talk about to- next week of The Flash a little bit? Sure, yeah. sure. The Trickster episode. Mark oh, Mark Hamill? Oh, it's going to be so awesome. The Trickster. Pretty much Mark Hamill is going to be uh, just doing the same voice that he did for the Joker for the Batman animated series and just act in front of a camera. And I can't (laughs) wait because he's my favorite Joker of all time. Yeah. Sorry, Heath Ledger fans. Just saying. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I cannot wait for next week's episode. Uh, What did you want to say, Lauren? Oh, I just think it's really awesome that we get Luke Skywalker on The Flash. Hashtag it's all connected. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, I know I know Marvel owns Star Wars, and that it's a DC show. But I just I love seeing how it's all put together like that. If, if Mark Hamill, if the trickster busts out with a lightsaber, all bets are off. Yeah, all bets are off. It really is all connected. Um, no, but I totally agree, Matt. Like when I heard him in the promos. I told, see, I've never seen the Batman the Animated Series. I think of him as oh, the Joker in, in the Arkham series, in the Arkham video game series, uh, um, when he was the Joker there. So that's what I totally thought of when I heard him. 
Um, but yeah, next week is going to be awesome. And uh, I'm excited to see the rest of these dominoes fall from uh, Barry going back into the flash. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so we Something have else. Can I plug yeah. one more thing? Yeah. Um, something else that's cool about next week's episode is that for anybody who isn't familiar with the Flash series from the 90s that starred John Wesley Shipp, the actor who's playing Barry's dad on this show, Mark Hamill was the trickster in the 90s version of the Flash. So oh, I didn't know that. They're completely paying homage to this 90s show. And so in like in the episode we're going to see, Mark Hamill is playing himself from that version of the show. He was arrested in that show. So now it's 20 years later, like really. And there's somebody impersonating his character, the trickster, a young guy. And they team up and they kidnap Barry's dad who was the flash in this other show. So like, it's really meta and it's a total homage to the nineties. And I think it's really cool. My God. I just looked up the picture of Mark Hamill in his trickster outfit. It is so nineties. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. That's going to be so good. Um, but yeah, this episode was great. Um, man, the flash just only gets better. We love the show so much. Um, so, okay, uh, we have some time. I actually uh, I wanted to do something a little different. So I was talking to a friend of mine on Facebook. Deviating from the script? Well, well, kind of, sort of. We're done with TV talk. So I wanted to throw some throw a curveball, as I like to do to you guys. First so I was talking ooh, to – spring training. <laughs> I, I was talking to a friend of mine on Facebook, and he put this video up that kind of was – Joking around, I, I thought I saw it more as a knock. It was um, civil people. This video saying that civil war was, or Batman v Superman was basically civil war, and then it just proceeded to just make fun of Man of Steel, which kind of bugged me because I really like Man of Steel. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, with so much, you know, we're we hit the year mark just this past week um, yeah. till Batman v Superman comes out. Um, I wanted to talk really quickly about this with you guys. What do you think of all the characters being um, introduced, uh, so to speak, in Batman v Superman? My my uh, real quickly, my thoughts are that Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash, those characters are going to be cameos, if not Easter eggs, in the movie. I don't think um, Warner Brothers and DC spend a year making this movie to get away to deviate from a Batman v Superman uh, storyline. I think it's going to be all Batman Superman with sprinkles of those characters and and even just a little bit more of Wonder Woman because it's Wonder Woman uh, in the movie. Um, I'm timing you guys, so this is what's going to make it really fun. Oh shit! All right, so uh, we're going to start with you, Lauren. Uh, what do you think of uh, everything, um, the the characters and uh, the idea for Batman vs Superman? I think, okay, I don't want to sound like a broken record because this has been said before, but I honestly, I feel like DC movies, the DC cinematic universe is trying to catch up to the Avengers. And so instead of just slowly releasing these films, doing an Aquaman movie, doing a Batman movie, and then kind of merging them together and taking time to do it the way that Marvel did, they're just like, holy shit, we need to get like 25 DC characters on screen together as fast as we can to have any kind of competitive edge over Marvel. Do I think that's a bad thing? No, I think they can do it right if they really take care in making sure that these characters aren't just afterthoughts, but they're really well-drawn characters. So 
I think it could go either way. I think it could be awesome. And I think DC Comics fans could go see Batman v Superman and see certain Easter eggs dropped and see certain characters mentioned and think, oh my gosh, that was so clever. That was so creative. I can't wait to see their own movie. Or it could be handled really quick and sloppy and carelessly and could piss a lot of people off. Very true. Um, Okay, Matt. Uh, kind of yeah just again Lawrence like everything I was going to say uh, I will say though that if you can kind of think about the Batman v Superman movie as a spin off movie for or not spin off sorry from there they will spin off all the new individual movies you know that's their jumping point instead of having separate episodes or separate movies about different characters bringing them into one they're doing it the, the reverse way (laughs) bringing it back full circle um so uh instead of a a spin on situation with marvel cinematic universe where they made these separate movies and and then putting them into one group movie they're doing a spin off kind of thing where they uh from the one group movie they're going to have all these new uh movies after it so um i'm interested i'm interested to see how it is i hope they don't crash and burn because again aquaman finally looks awesome and people are excited about it so um hopefully they don't drop the ball on on a lot of those movies especially black panther also awesome nice job man oh shit just made it just made it how much time how much time do i have I'm giving you guys like a minute. You're giving me one minute? All right, I can do this. Okay, ready and go. All right, so I'm fully I'm fully understood on this. Uh, I've definitely read just a ton of stuff about this movie, so my opinion is totally researched. Um, I, <laughs> Thank you, John Oliver. <laughs> no, definitely not lying. Um, so I think that they they're already doing an interesting thing where they're they're they've already introduced Superman, but they haven't introduced Batflack, uh, yeah, Batflack yet, and they're they're introducing that character in uh in a conjunction movie. So I think that the chances are pretty high that they're also going to introduce other characters in this movie, but they're stretching it thin if they do more than just like one or two because, like you've said, they don't really want to detract from Batman versus Superman. Whew. All right. Nailed it. Wow, you still had some time left, but thank you. Very quick. Wait, wait, wait. How much more time do I have? You had 12 seconds. All right. I'm going to take that 12 seconds. Um, (laughs) I'm doing pretty good. Uh, good. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I'm a little sleepy. But I mean, overall, I'm doing good. And. all right. Yeah. That's my- <laughs> I thought you were going to keep talking like uh, that Parks and Recreation episode with uh, Pat oh, and Oswald. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're going to filibuster the rest of your time. <laughs> oh, all right. So um, I, obviously we can talk a whole lot more about this, but let's let's just I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Like I said, I saw a video um, that was very interesting uh, and i thought we'd uh talk a little bit about it also seeing that the movie is a year away so um ending the show as always uh we're gonna do our classic movie or tv picks and we will start with lauren she's she's gone she ran away she's looking at she netflix right now oh i was on mute sorry i was oh. talking about the whole time <laughs> i abstain from the classic movie thing. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. I am on a pilot binge right now because I am writing a pilot. So I'm researching pilots. So I am going to kind of, well, I crowdsourced some questions. And so I'll just share some of the answers I got. So I asked Twitter a couple days ago, what are some of your favorite pilots? And almost everybody said lost. 
Battlestar Ooh, Galactica. Oh, it's a very good one. And Alias. Hmm. And then a couple others were Fringe, Sleepy Hollow, Veronica Mars, and Friday Night Lights. So those are kind of my picks this week is uh, just to go back and maybe revisit a pilot of a show that you loved, like Lost or Battlestar Galactica. Can I add one onto that list, Lauren? Yes, please. Uh, Chuck. Oh, somebody else said Chuck. That's a Chuck, good one. very good, very, very good pilot. Yeah, I, I definitely second the Lost one because I, I didn't discover Lost till many years later when it was on Netflix, and the first episode was just amazing, and I was hooked from that moment on that show till it till I finished it. I mean, it was just oh, such See, a good pilot episode. That's what scares me because I've never seen an episode of Lost, but I like Man. I've been told Casey. like the lo- Lost not even <laughs> once, like don't even oh. do it once. I'll just be hooked. Casey, you have to binge Lost. Uh, you have this is to. peer pressure, guys. Stop, <laughs> stop pressuring me. Stop he just got off a binge of House of Cards. You might as well keep it going, man. Yeah, it's kidding. the best show Go in the world bender. to binge because the whole show is arc. Like, yeah. it's not standalone episodes. It's arc. You'll have to watch, like, a season at a time. See, here's what worries me. I, I recently watched, again, this is not my classic movie pick, but I recently watched uh, This is 40. And, you know, like, Paul Rudd's daughter, how she watches Lost throughout the entire movie. She's so distraught at the end. <laughs> I don't want that to be me. I cry like a little girl. I don't want it to It will do be. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to watch Lost and then take breaks because yeah. it's so yeah. intense. Yeah. Let's just okay. I'll explain it this way. Just it, my my sister, not Pete's wife, but my other sister. Mm-hmm. She had a a finale viewing party, uh, and where she she had like everything was Lost themed, and she and throughout all the seasons she kept a Lost journal where she kept oh. down her thoughts about each episode oh. and what are some questions going in, yeah. questions for the next episode. Oh, no. It is that good that you'll be thinking about it until the next episode and since you can now watch it back to back you won't need to keep a journal but you can if you want between seasons which is kind of fun i will so with that said dc do you have a pick for us i do um so it's it's not necessarily a classic but it's one that we talked about on the show uh we haven't had a discussion on it because i don't know if you guys have seen it yet but rose moore pitched it it's uh it's Kingsman, Secret Service. Yeah. I had, I had the pleasure of seeing it in the theaters, uh, I don't know, like a month ago. And uh, it was one of the finest action films I've ever seen. Right? So movie. good. It's starring Colin Firth, who does not scream action. <laughs> no. <laughs> he screams like uh, – he screams like – like AMSR. That's what he screams, like the lulling sounds that put people to sleep. He – he was like he's he's cooler than like the last three bonds i will say that absolutely here's brosnan whatever the hell his name is from the newest ones uh uh, craig ferguson craig ferguson yeah that's him (laughs) craig ferguson that's him and i think uh q was uh the guy that took his place on the late late show sorry anyway i'm deviating uh yeah dude like i okay we need we need to talk about me you and rose need to talk about kingsman like we need to do a separate kind of uh scene and nerd show because uh oh, so good. future episode <laughs> yeah nope, we know too much about their own future barry <laughs> I know. Maybe I changed the future coming back right now. I don't know. But uh, yeah, good movie. I can vouch for that as well. Okay. So Matt, yours? 
Mine, uh, it was going to be, um, it was going to be something else, but I decided just because Pete, you said you never watched the Batman um, animated show. I'm going to oh, pick that, yeah. and that's your homework for the weekend. <laughs> okay, forget it's about so what I other, other stuff I, I said on, on Twitter. Show. God, it's so good. Like, the the animation is great. It's a great looking show, and like, it hits every point of Batman that I really like. And it's not. It's like a combination of like, it's not as wacky as like the Schumacher movies, but it's not as super serious as the Nolan movies. It's kind of like a happy medium in the middle. And uh, Batman is a total badass the whole time. He's like totally like in control of everything always thinks of everything and um of course mark hamill as the joker is just perfect his cackle is haunting <laughs> i forgot to say uh mark hamill also in kingsman oh yeah he was also in kingsman that's right. very yeah. true yep. yeah so was samuel jackson and a couple other people oh sam jacks was the main uh bad guy the main baddie um all right uh, thank you, Matt. So my pick for this week, um, we didn't get to do this. I really wanted to. Um, Parks and Rec. Uh, it actually okay. just ended recently. I really wanted to do Parks and Rec, so we haven't gotten around to it. But um, yeah, it's I still all. Haven't watched, I still haven't watched the finale. Oh my god, you need to watch it. I'm saving so it. Good. I'm saving it for the podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's it's a great show. I think it ran seven seasons. Um, you can watch the first six on Netflix now. Um, it's it's very office style the way it's shot um and uh just a very good show overall uh, amy poehler is just hilarious in it uh you can see chris pratt before he was star lord um rob lowe rashida jones aziz ansari aubrey plaza um uh, 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 nick nick uh, nick offerman nick offerman such a good cast. I love that show so much. So that's my pick for this week. Um, so that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, I want to thank uh, Lauren for coming on. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on real soon because we know you're going to go to WonderCon and uh, look forward to see uh, look forward to see how it went uh, in L.A. So that'll be a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. I love being on the show. You guys are so fun. <laughs> we try. We're glad you like uh, having a good time because we, we enjoy having you on with us. Um, Lauren, let everyone know where they can find you at. All right. I regularly contribute to the EW community, which is community.ew.com. I also co-produce Assembly of Geeks, which is an amazing all geek talk podcast. Episodes go up every Wednesday. Pete was on with us this week and we did an incredible Marvel Madness bracket. And oh my God. you will never guess who <laughs> our top two were at the very end of this. You guys have to listen to yeah. that episode. So good. Um, and then I, Amy and I, were we were also on the Flash podcast this week, just breaking down everything that happened in this episode. And uh, Assembly of Geeks on Twitter is at Geeks Assemble. And then the Flash podcast is at the Flash podcast. And you guys can find me at Lauren underscore Galloway anytime. Awesome. Uh, Casey, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me hanging out on Twitter at, at via blast because I put people on blast. And <laughs> if they want to look at the pictures that I take, they can follow me on Instagram at Facey Cranko, which is my name with the first letters switched. And who, whoever you are, it doesn't matter how far apart we are, because when I look up at the moon, I like to picture we're all looking up at the same moon together. Is that a Joe Dirt reference? Uh, yes. <laughs> Congratulations. That was going to be my classic pick of the week. 
<laughs> Casey, what the hell is going on? Wavelength. Woo! Did you go back in time to read my mind? I did, but no one should know too much about their future or past oh, sorry. Uh, or present. All right, so uh, Matt, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at I am Salzy. I am S A L Z Y. All right. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And you can find me at Pacing Pete. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at Cena Nerd, uh, Facebook, uh, iTunes. Check us out. Um, right, and review us on iTunes. For the love of God, do yes, that. Yes, review us. Please let us know what you think, good or bad. We'll take it. Um, all right. Till next week, uh, we'll have a good one. DVRs? DVRs. You have one. Use it. Bye, 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 bye. Facebook. Levels awesome. coming in good. What is that? All right, I think we're good to go. There's two Casey's. Oh my god! Yeah. Casey Franco wants to show a video. Accept all videos on this call. Uh, I don't know. You know you want to. That second stream is actually just my my dick pic live feed. Nice. <laughs> oh my yeah. constant picture of your wing. Yep.